The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is powered by theflycrate.com, an online fly shop. Join the Quarterly Fly Club today, your source for all things fly fishing. And wait for it films. For action-packed fly fishing videos and camera-related content, check out Wait For It Films on YouTube or at www.thewaitcreativeco.com. And Broken Tippet Fly Company. Blog and fishing apparel and accessories. Check them out online at brokentippet.com. You, you, you are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. Yeah. Rather than sit behind a desk, I'd rather sit behind the oars. Oh man, you're killing me. I love it. <laughs> so we're we're gonna talk. We're, I want to get to know your day to day, some of your tendencies. But while we're on the topic of jobs, is this the best job? And I, I don't mean to slam what you've done to make you know, to make your way in this world be previously, but are you living your best life right now? Oh, you know what? I, I worked a long time to do this. I, yeah, absolutely. As, mm. as much as, uh, as demanding as this is, there is nothing better. I, I've never experienced anything better. And, and as tired as you can be from, you know, 10 days in a row on the river, when you get to that pickup point, and those people get out of that vehicle and it's their day and they're, they're excited. You know, they're, for a lot of people, this is a bucket list thing and they get out and they're excited and they're looking to you to be excited. And somehow the caffeine kicks in and, <laughs> and yeah, and you just become, and I become excited as they are. So, yeah. um, don't get me wrong. As soon as I wash the boat and put it away, I'm fast asleep. But well, but the next day is you're yeah. So yes, yeah. That's the short answer. Absolutely, I love it because th- that's something that I I I know a few guides. Uh, obviously, when when I come off the water and we, and we try and put in an honest day, I just uh, all I want to do is sleep. And and the the more and the more I do this, I realize it's really good. We're getting a good night's sleep. It gets the brain off things. You're spending time doing something you love. But at the end of the day, man, you are done. And I oh. I see guides come into places that I've been, and I look, and, 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 and they look like they've got that weathered kind of rancher look. And it's like, man, <laughs> that, that wind was blowing, and the tan was going. And oh, I, yeah. you got nothing yeah. left, right? Oh, it, yeah, it, absolutely. But... Um, I I said, uh, actually, a friend of mine said to me, this is a few years ago, I don't mind being exhausted doing something I love. And that stuck with me. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. The Fly Crate is an online fly shop where you can save more on flies and gear. Shop between hundreds of unique flies and join the quarterly fly club for hand-picked fly assortments for each season. Exclusively for our podcast listeners, you can save an additional 10% on The Fly Crate by using the code FLYFISH97. Go to theflycrate.com and use the code FLYFISH97 at checkout to save 10%. 
Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. We are super happy you chose to join us because we've got something special for you as we always try to line up an amazing guest, someone passionate in the fly fishing space, spends a lot of time on the H2O. And you know my wheelhouse a lot of times is professional tires, guides, um, just just people, business people inserted in the uh, fly fishing space. We're going to head out today to Strathmore, Alberta, Canada. We've got Scott Smith on the line tonight. Now, Scott is the principal guide at Bow River Fly Fishing Company. And, man, uh, we can talk all things bow, um, guiding, so many things to talk about. Scott, thanks for coming on the show. I I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, Mark. It's a pleasure. So let's um, let's find out where this all started for you, man. Like, um, I mean, being a guide is an all-in mentality, but let's let's start on your fly fishing journey, if you will. How did how did that kind of get going? Walk yeah. Um, so I grew up. Uh, I grew up uh, far, not well, not too far from where I am now, but but in a little place called Bragg Creek, Alberta, and it's a little hamlet, and it kind of borders on the Kananaskis country, and uh, we, we had, uh, my parents had a little half acre and it bordered on, uh, the elbow river, um, yeah. which flows, uh, in, in, and, and through Calgary and the other, and then Bragg Creek, the name of the town, there was actually, there's a whole bunch of little creeks around there, but the Bragg Creek was also a creek that held, held fish. So, um, naturally I was close by and there was a neighbor uh, and his dad was an avid fly fisherman. And uh, he took us, uh, I remember specifically going to the Bragg Creek with a bamboo pole, just a long bamboo pole, you know, God, I, <laughs> I can't even say how long it was, but I was small at the time. So probably a lot shorter than I thought. And it, I don't even think it had fishing line on it. It had like, a, I, I just remember a green nylon kind of a line with a hook yeah. and you know, we throw a worm on there and then we dip, he would show us where to dip it in the likely spots where 10, 11 years old at this point and started hooking fish. And then from there it was, um, then, then we would, uh, we'd ride our bikes to the Bragg Creek to catch fish, but we got tired of carrying our poles. <laughs> so they suggested we just cut some willow switches off and just take some monofilament with us. And, uh, we would do that. That's so a, that's old yeah. that's old school, man. We uh, yeah, and and this is in the I guess the early '80s, so it wasn't you know yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's just a really neat experience. And then the Elbow River was literally, you know, I don't know, out, out my back door, down the hill, and and across the road a little bit, and and I was at the Elbow River. So, um, uh, my dad had some old flies, and I just play around with those. And, yeah. Then I, yeah. So that was, that was the beginning of it. And then I lost it for a while and I, you know, I got into a job and kids mm-hmm. and family and everything. And then I guess I was in my late twenties, early thirties and went on a fishing trip with a buddy and pick up the fly rod and never looked back. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's your, your every day now. I mean, you're definitely all in and we'll talk about your, uh, you know, Bull River yeah. Fly Fishing Company. Um, I'm happy to chat tie-in, but I, I gotta, when we first, uh, when I first saw you pop up on, on, uh, my, I think it was Facebook, but you had a bunch yeah. of decals and, uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a sticker hound. <laughs> like my, all my vehicles look like damn NASCARs. Cause I, I'm trying to dial it back as I'm getting some 
uh-huh. some pretty strong criticism. But I saw your decals that you had for sale, and I'm like, man, those look pretty cool. I, I thought they were there was like an army helmet. Oh, yeah. going down the river and you had the, <laughs> the brown trout spots and I thought this is kind of cool. So what what yeah. made what made you do that? So I uh I I'm 55 and I retired from my uh real job in June of 2020. What was your real job? I was in the mortgage banking business for 30 plus years oh man you need you need the water and i needed a break really it is what it boiled down to so um and and uh, yeah so uh, so the stickers were born out of uh it the so i got really it was busy the the season was busy it was great and then we got to uh you know november you know we're not guiding as much and scott needs something to do i'm not a tire uh, never, never have been, but, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take it up. So, but I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a tire at all. I can tie a woolly bugger. Uh, that's about <laughs> it. And a- anyway, so I learned, uh, I learned Photoshop and, uh, you know, November, December, and then I started making these stickers. Yeah. So I had all these things in my head, uh, you know, and, and most people don't want to spend any time in there, but, um, I had all these things in my head. So had my original logo and then I started playing around with stuff. So then, yeah, the, the combat Prince nymph, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was just, you, you pull out a fly in your box. You're with a client sometimes or you're with your buddies and you know, you still got the, you still got some line attached to the eye of the hook. So I, I always say, well, this guy's been in battle before, you know, <laughs> and then uh, I, so I don't know, that made me think of that. And I just pulled some stuff together and I made that guy. And then, oh, that's um, cool. yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, we're always, we're always laughing at the, not laughing, but you know, the caddis, you know, the fish are coming up and eat me. You know, the poor caddis are just trying to hatch and all they want is peace, you know? So I made the peace sign caddis, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just messing around with stuff. Yeah. And there's a couple of new ones I think since since I sent them out to I, you. I I noticed yeah. that because I so I got them in the mail just a few days ago. I looked and I'm like, hey man, I didn't see that one. Yeah. He's, he's on <laughs> and I yeah, and I sent some extra ones. I usually send some extras in the in the package because I'm constantly making them. So I love yeah. it. I love it. So if somebody wants anyway. to check those out, we'll get into your we'll get back to your story. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah, if you while, want while we're on fun. it, how do yeah. we find how do we find them? Uh, so our, uh, they're on my Facebook page. Yep. Um, that was the easiest place to put them. You can just go onto the Facebook page and actually I, it, the response was really good. So I just created a shop yep. for them. Yep. And so people can buy them and, and I've got a package of 16 and a package of 10. I love it. And like I said, I usually throw some extra stuff in there too. Just So that's the old, uh, good old Facebook Bow River Fly Fishing Company. Check them out if you're looking for. Yeah. Some, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Stickers. Yeah. Oh no. hundred percent, man. And and let's uh, we're, we'll talk about your bread and butter in a second, <laughs> but first um, I, I have a question about your fly fishing learning curve. So, you know, when you start picking it up, if you had to look back at some people that have kind of been influential and in helping you along the way, whether it's a guide or just a, a mentor, or it could be YouTube man, it could be anything. But who's kind of been influential in you learning you, the fly fishing game? Yeah, uh, so quite a few people actually. Um, 
first I'd say a good buddy of mine that I, I've known forever, uh, Kevin Hawes, who actually uh, guides with me now, which is awesome. But him and I spent so much time on the water. Um, and God, I can't believe I'm saying this, you know, in our younger days, in our thirties. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know? Uh, yeah. So, so just being out with him and just exploring things and getting better and better and, and, and trying new things. So that, that was always, and we evolved from, you know, walking and wading the river to, to buying our, you know, a, a raft to try and float it. And then, pontoon boats which i still love mine mm, and then too. you know eventually the drift boat and and then getting into guiding so kevin for sure just because he's always been there and you know we, we just to this day we love fishing together um so you guys yeah. are working together too that's kind of cool and we work yeah like he's you know what yeah you know both semi-retired and, and yeah just a great guy to be on the water with um and then i would say uh josh nugent who uh, owns out fly fishing outfitters in Calgary. Um, He's just been a super, super good mentor to me. Um, You know, just the kind of guy that doesn't always tell you what you want to hear and and will set you straight. And just a really good guy to be around and super fishy dude knows so much and does so much for the industry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he's just a, yeah, just a super knowledgeable guy. I like the way you verbalize that. It will tell you maybe not what you want to hear, but I always find if that comes with good intention, no problem. Like, like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah, it's in the delivery. (laughs) Yeah. There's that. And just so, yeah, very fortunate enough to have spent some time with Josh and, and, uh, a couple of his guides and, and, uh, uh, he actually had a guide school a few years ago and, and, uh, the guy's just amazing. Um, anyway, so he's, yeah, he's been really good and, and we communicate and every once in a while I get to guide for him. So that's good. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, man, I love the lefty Cray casting style. Um, you know, uh, reading his articles and, and his book, uh, one of the books he's got out is love that. Um, and then one of the guy, other guys that I guide with, uh, Luke Russell, he's got a beautiful cast and I love watching him cast. So for things casting, I, I, I go to Luke. He's pretty, he's just an amazing caster, Mm. um, on the fly cast. I love listening to, uh, and always have, I think Kelly Gallup just has a great delivery. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he's got a, he just makes sense. Yeah. In fact, I just listened to one of his podcasts, uh, a podcast he was on the other day here on emergers and cripples. And, uh, he uh-huh. just makes sense, you know, and I immediately went to my fly box and I looked and did a couple things that he suggested. I can't wait to try them out. It's so, funny. Yeah. Everybody knows Kelly Gallup or, or should in this space, but if you don't and you're tying, I encourage you just go check his stuff out because it's like, um, he, he's been there, done that, and he's not making this stuff up. You know what I mean? And, and I, I agree with you. He's got the dogs walking around in the background and <laughs> I just, yeah, it's, totally. it's, it's legit. And uh, yeah, for me, that's yeah. cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what made uh, you, I'm curious, what made you go, okay, I am retired. I'm going to be a guide. Cause I mean, you, I, I know you're not fooling yourself. Guiding is work as much as I'm sure you love it. Um, what, what made you go, okay, now I'm, you know, going to do this, that I'm quitting my day, day job or, or. Yeah. So this, this has been part of a plan. That's a great question. And, uh, so we, I've had the, the outfit for, this will be our sixth season, but 
um, really just started it uh, to pay for my habit. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. was in the beginning, it was, you know, if I could do, I could just do some part time trips um, and, you know, and be on the river and, and uh, yeah, and just fish with people and, and yeah, help pay for some of my gear and, and whatnot. I thought, you know, that'd be great. And then um, Terry Johnson, who's another, uh, just if you know the Bow River, you know Terry. Um, he's been fishing the bowl for 30 plus years and him and I actually went to high school together and he just said to me one day, you should be a guide, you know, you, you've got the personality for it and you know, you're not much of a fisherman, but you could show people where to fish. (laughs) Did he, did he say that? Oh, probably some, (laughs) in some form or another. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I remember, I remember rigging up and Terry's been on the river forever and I'm rigging up in front of him and we're getting in his boat and he looks over at me and says, you catch fish like that? (laughs) (laughs) Good guy. Really, really good guy. Anyway, he he had said that. So, uh, long story short, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fish or guide for a shop just because I was working in, in a, in a pretty demanding, uh, job and, you know, time-wise anyway. So I had to start my own outfit so that I could control it. You know, um, that was the beginning of it. And then it just got busier and busier and we did a website and then, and then it was just, okay, this is what I, I love this. You know, the more I did it, the more I got people out on the river, the more I loved rowing the, you know, rowing them into fish and, hmm. and sharing, you know, sharing some of their moments was fantastic. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's all, and then retirement came about six months early. I was going to work until December of, you know, this just past December, right. but, uh, yeah, I moved it up to, I moved it up to June just because it was going to be a busy season and there was no way I was going to be able to do both. So yeah. rather than sit behind a desk, I'd rather sit behind the oars. Oh man, you're killing me. I love it. So we're we're gonna talk. We're, I want to get to know your day to day, some of your tendencies. But while we're on the topic of jobs, is this the best job? And I, I don't mean to slam what you've done to make you know to make your way in this world be previously. But are you living your best life right now? Oh, you know what? I I worked a long time to do this. I yeah, absolutely. As, mm. as much as, uh, as demanding as this is, there is nothing better. I, I've never experienced anything better. And, and as tired as you can be from, you know, 10 days in a row on the river, when you get to that pickup point and those people get out of that vehicle and it's their day and they're, they're excited, you know, they're for a lot of people, this is a bucket list thing and they get out and they're excited and they're looking to you to be excited and somehow the caffeine kicks in and, <laughs> and yeah, and you just become, and I become excited as they are. So, yeah. um, don't get me wrong. As soon as I wash the boat and put it away, I'm fast asleep, but, well, but the next day is you're yeah. So yes, yeah, that's the short answer. Absolutely. I love it. Cause th- that's something that I, I, I know a few guides, uh, obviously when, when I come off the water, and we, and we try and put in an honest day. I just, uh, all I want to do is sleep. And, and the, the more and the more I do this, I realize it's really good for getting a good night's sleep. It gets the brain off things. You're spending time doing something you love. But at the end of the day, man, you are done. And I, oh. 
I see guides come into places that I've been and I look and, 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 and they look like they've got that weathered kind of rancher look. And it's like, man, <laughs> that, that wind was blowing and the tan was going and, oh, I, yeah, you got nothing yeah. left, right? Oh it, yeah, it, ab- absolutely. But, um, I, I said, uh, actually a friend of mine said to me, this is a few years ago. I don't mind being exhausted doing something I love. And that stuck with me. So, I, yeah, I really like that. That is a great quote. I love it. Um, so when you're headed out, w- either with clients or personal time on the water, w- what is playing in the truck on the way to the bow? Yeah, I just rock and roll. I uh, I listen to almost anything, honestly. Um, I, you know, as an 80s kid, I really... I have to confess, I was really into that new wave stuff when I was in high school. A little flock um, of seagulls? Or... <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? How about Depeche Some Mode? Or, Depeche, uh, I was just going to say Depeche Mode, flock of seagulls. Uh, Duran Duran. Uh, eh, not so much Duran Duran. Oh, I like it. Um, it. Tears for Fears. Okay. Uh, you know, and then we're Talking Heads and, yeah. uh, you know, then 5440 and ah. Northern Pikes. But then I also like... You know, uh, your ba- your classic ACDC, your Queen, <laughs> in excess. I had um, I had a cheesecake and dinner with the Northern Pikes one time back in the oh, 80s. And, come on, and I'm man. not kidding. At Fresco's in Vancouver, I was in radio, oh. radio and my buddy was uh, pretty tight with Corey. I can't remember his last name in the band. That's so cool. But oh, it was they were, but they were just regular, everyday average guys that happened to have a couple of hits. That's pretty cool. She ain't pretty. She just looks that way. Wasn't that the one? She ain't pretty. She just looks that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Snow in June was the name of the, the cassette tape. Yeah, I love it. What's that tapping so, sound I'm hearing? I'm curious. Oh, sorry. It's my, it's my pen on my knee. Okay. I thought maybe you were stacking deer hair. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, yeah, I wouldn't even. Yeah, no, not, it. not this, not me. Not yet. Um, it's no. coming though. It's coming. Trust me. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know what I tied for a while when I was first getting into it, and then I, I just didn't. Like I said, I can tie a woolly bugger with my eyes closed, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. So, yeah. when you're on the bow, what's money for you? So, if you're reaching into that fly box and you're like, I got to get this client into a fish because it's a little slow. What are you reaching for? Oh man, pheasant tail. Hmm. beadhead pheasant tail on the bow work yeah. it imitates everything so that works really well yeah depends on the season um for sure but yeah pheasant tail works all year long so that's kind of a go-to hmm. um in the spring though it depends on the fly the fisher too but if you listen if i got to get somebody into a fish and they're kind of first time fish fly fishers um Honestly, our, our double nymph rig, um, and I say our, cause you know, we talk all the time, right? Yeah. Um, but we'll do, our. but it, it, our, the, yeah, it's gotta be a woolly bugger. And I hate to say it, a worm, we'll just fish them in tandem, get them like, to the right depth. When and you say usually, worm, are we talking San Juan squirmy? Oh what yeah. Yeah. San Juan worm, like usually just the wire, the red, just the red wire. And the and then uh, usually a black or a, mm-hmm. a darker colored, you know, number four or number six 
woolly bugger or some kind of leech pattern. Yeah. And that's in the spring. Tie it in there, nymph it through a, you know, nymph it through an obvious run and you usually pick something up. You ever, you ever fish the squirmy wormy? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's... I, you know what? I'm not a purist. I learned a long time ago, man. Especially clients that are, you know, out there for the first time. They're, they, you know, they're just, they're just getting into the cast and really just wanna, yeah. Yeah. you know, they just, they just want the experience and feel the fish on the other end. So, yeah, that squirmy worm and that, uh, you know, the sand one. one. They work. They work. And there's all kinds of other ones too. But you know, as far as nipping goes, the pheasant tail. Yeah. And you should always have, you know, caddis in your box and caddis pupa and. You know, so a hare's ear is another one, just like like a olive colored or green hare's ear. It usually works pretty well too. Yeah, amen to that. Um, so when you're not on the water, and and maybe this is a good time of year to kind of look at that. Where's your go to place to talk fly fishing to kind of get your fix? Is it um, is there a coffee shop? Is there a fly shop? Is there a watering hole in Calgary area? Yeah, I uh, just you know what? There's a group chat that I'm on and that's there's always something going back and forth on there so yeah is just that, a text chat yeah is that guys mostly and, guides or yeah, yeah yeah it's it's the guys that we fish with all the time you know just the two guys space there's three of us and then uh we meet every once in a while and yeah yeah what's, yeah that's yeah. what's Go the ahead. what's the guide fraternity like so i was curious on that because as much as i'm sure some guys get it some guys might not and and it's like you know i i'm sure there's there's only so many boat launches there's there's only so many stretches i'm sure you run into a lot of the same people oh yeah it, how is that relationship working with other guides on the boat you know what it, there's so many great people on the boat there really is yeah. um and you know, everyone will say hi to you and, and help you out if you need it as far as, you know, moving stuff around or cool. whatever. I've gotten to know quite a few of them, you know, well enough to, you know, to be friends. And then other guys, that you know, be, just become acquaintances and ladies and just say hi. So it, it's really good that way. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly new to the game, really. Um, yeah. Honestly, uh, you know, some of these guys that I just look up to out there that have been doing this for, you know, 15 years plus, uh, you know, yeah, it's so much respect for those guys because they're, you know, they've got it dialed in and they're, and they're, uh, and they're in it for the long haul, you know? So Some, absolutely. Something tells me you got it pretty dialed in. You seem like a pretty humble guy. I, 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 <laughs> I want you to look at fly fishing, what it brings to you. So if you kind of, you know, you sit back and you go, okay, this is what I'm doing for a living now. This, obviously I get something out of this. What does fly fishing do for you personally? Oh man, that's pretty deep, Mark. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I got a, you know, I, I've had a few uh, sips of wine here, so gets me out of the house. <clears throat> yeah, out of chores, really. Right. No, it, it. You know what? Um, yeah, I, I think in in my adult life, it's always been there. So the river's always been there. Um, hmm. so if you're having a bad day, you know what? You can go fishing, shake it off. If you want to celebrate something, you can go fishing, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you, you know, if I want to spend time with one of the kids, see if I can get them to go fishing. Um, you know, and the bow has just been that place for me for, for a long time. I never get tired of it. It's just a place. If I go by myself and I do quite often, 
uh, when I get when I get time. Uh, man, it's just a place. I think you you said it earlier. When you're out there, everything shuts off, and mm-hmm. it's uh, that's what you're doing when you're fishing. You're that's what you're doing. That's where your mind is. Uh, you know, you're there physically, mentally. I even go spiritually you're just there yeah, so I love it. that's that's what it does for me man and always has so then i think and then i think everybody else should be just as fanatical about it as i am <laughs> so that's that's where i run into a little trouble sometimes <laughs> that's okay that's scott honest. i don't want to fish anymore no no you're you know you paid for this trip you keep casting my friend you know and they just want to sit down and maybe enjoy the ride a little bit <laughs> I I tried if sometimes when me and my buddy head out and I'm in Stillwater country here in BC but right. it's like um okay you can come and we want you to come but it, you're not pulling us off the water if we're not ready to go you know what I mean it's like yeah, th- yeah. Oh, I hate that <laughs> that's right too yeah yeah and that you know I, I, yeah I totally get that where it's you know yeah yeah because a lot of people will ask me how long should we go for, you know, clients oh. I'll say, well, I'm not. So yeah. here's, here's what I think. And then we'll, we'll compromise. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you might've done some mortgage brokering. I love it. Uh, fill, fill in the blank for me, Scott, when I'm not fly fishing, I'm usually doing what? Oh, reading, uh, reading about fly fishing yeah. lately. And yep. making stickers, you know, <laughs> making stickers. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, doing that, trying to, yeah, reading about it. this this year, anyways. Mm-hmm. Man, just yeah, lots of reading, lots of trying to put ideas together to you know make it, you know, make the experience better next year and mm-hmm. for everybody, you know, yeah, coming up with ideas and meeting with people. Yeah. Well, it it really feels. I know you said you've been doing this like six plus years but it feels like things are going to open up here. Like it feels like people are ready to travel and it feels like kind of the hospitality space is going to get super busy. People are going to want to be going somewhere. Right. I mean, talk to me a little bit. You mentioned before we started this conversation that kind of the past couple of years with COVID you kind of went down home. It's like the locals were all of a sudden your bread and butter. They were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It it was amazing how, uh, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, you know, Saskatchewan, just people very close by, but mostly just in Calgary. And, uh, we would just, yeah, they would just call and say, Hey, I've I've never done this before. Don't even know what a fly rod is. Um, but I hear it's great fly fishing on the boat. Can you help me out? Hmm. You know, and bring my son or, you know, the whole family wanted to come and, or, you know, uh, yeah, some of the and corporate like corporate guys. Yeah. I want to bring my clients and yeah. you know uh, all kinds of stuff. But every yeah, everybody local in it. It was a it was a fantastic. It was fantastic. I loved it. Well, that's something that I've noticed a lot because I'm uh, in the winemaking side of things in the Okanagan okay. here. So we it's cool. kind of that whole tourist in your own town thing. So it's like when you can't travel, all of a sudden you start looking around, going, "There's some pretty cool things in my backyard. Maybe I should check that out." You know, it's, it's a, it's a whole other, you know, like those people, a lot of times I find get you through the shoulder seasons, but I'm sure in the summer, uh, months, you've got people in a normal year from all over the place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we've had them, you know, man, you know, let's see, uh, lots from the UK Mm. in the beginning, uh, Australia, um, Asia, uh, where else? 
Hmm. Um, just, yeah, lots of, lots of different places. Yeah. So Good stuff. yeah. Yeah. And, and still lots of locals. Like, like it's really interesting to me. Well, and one of the things I love is, you know, I mean, uh, I floated down the river one week, had a, you know, had some people in the boat and then three days later I'm floating down again. And, and I told them a couple of spots, you know, they could get access, uh, during our float. I'm floating by and I hear my name and there they are. <laughs> They're, they're down there fishing. So, that's you know, that's I'm good. like, all right, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Are you a sports guy at all? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I, uh, uh, NFL yep. is kind of my go-to. I'm a Packers fan. Uh-huh. So scratching my head, wondering uh-huh. what's going to happen there. Is, and... it, is he coming back? I don't know, man. I, no, me neither. I don't know, man. He's he's a different dude the last few years. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's sort of gotten big. I guess I don't know what it is, but I still respect his abilities. Oh, he yeah yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers for those of you that don't know what we're <laughs> well, talking about. So, as a huge Broncos fan, I'm I'm, I'm uh, talking to you going. Okay, so uh-huh. we we hired your offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, you know, no fair. Are, th- fair. are things lining up? I don't think they are, Maybe. but who knows? God, who knows? I yeah, yeah, know. so crazy. I just, uh, and and you couldn't, uh, you couldn't turn away from the playoffs this year. It was just amazing, wasn't it? Something. <laughs> yeah, just great, great yeah. football all around. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah. What about yeah, uh, I, Fl- Flames fan? Must be. You know what? I, uh, I honestly not a huge hockey fan overall. I like the Flames, but people will. If they know where I live, they'll shoot me. When I was a kid, you know, Saturday night, black and white TV, and it was the Leafs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, CBC and the Leafs, man. Yeah, same. That's, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lanny McDonald, hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Boris Salming. Who's uh, that? Doug uh, Gilmore. Yeah, Dougie Gilmore, when he was there. Like, you know, he was, yeah, like that was later. Anyway, yeah, so that was just, I just remember those days. You know, after cartoons or whatever, sitting there with my dad watching the game, and it, the Leafs were always on. Old so. number twenty-one with the weird Jofa helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but yeah, and, and then uh, yeah, so I like that. And my, I've got a son who, uh, who's autistic, and he loves baseball. Right. So by default, you know, we watch a lot of Blue Jays and hmm, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. What so. is it you love about ball? Just kind of the, the chill part of it, or like I always find like um, baseball, baseball folks are are they, they watch sports differently. It's been my kind of, I don't know. Yeah. So I I just he watches it because he um, he likes the like he loves to play it. Yeah. But and then he just he watches it because I think he likes the repetition. Like the pitches yeah. and the, you know, the sure. catching the, you know, all yeah. that. I think yep. he really likes that. And he memorizes all the, we, we, uh, the Blue Jays in 30, we uh, record that for him. And then he'll watch the same episodes, or, you know, the same, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. episodes. They're called. It, anyway, so, so, but what I like about it, what if I sit down to watch it is, yeah, it's, uh, you can, it can go from, sort of just there's a little bit of strategy to just a nail biter and a yeah in a yeah. heartbeat you know so it's, yeah I, i'll watch it once in a while it's Buffalo super game. it's super cerebral too i think and that's something I, yeah you know it is a thinking sport 
Yeah. And if it weren't for the uh, play-by-play, yeah. I wouldn't have a clue what they were thinking or why they were thinking. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. All right. Well, l- let's get a little bit into your... We, we we talked about the best job you've ever had. You're doing it now. Um, and I don't want to slam anything you might have done in the past, but what would be the worst gig you ever had? Did you have that job in high school where you're, you know, slinging oh, hay or whatever? Man, I had, um, I had a job. <laughs> um, this actually, it was it even was probably... 12 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe. Um, so I went to work for an American mortgage company mm-hmm. and I just put it this way. When I, when I got the job, I was getting the job. I flew to Vancouver for the interview and the, the fella that uh, interviewed me, the managing director was American and told me he thought all Canadians were lazy. <laughs> oh, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. So that, so I think I lasted I, maybe it was a year and it was just, anyway, yeah, it was just impossible. Mm. And, and the reason it was impossible was because, uh, just trying to do business in a way that just didn't, didn't work here. Well, so, yeah. How, how important is it to, to have people in your day to day work environment that you just like being around like that? And I'm sure you, yeah, here you're, here yeah. you're fly fishing with your buddy every day. That, that can't be all bad. Yeah, those guys are oh, those guys are great. Like between uh, Kevin and Luke, and then uh, Nicole Gerlitz is gonna gonna guide with us this year. Nice. Um, oh man, I mean that's yeah because yeah because we'll we'll get off the water and then the next day we'll fish together, you yeah. know. So so that's that's amazing. And and fortunately, through most of my career, I've always had great people to work with. So that's that's been very fortunate. And you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, you you can't go it alone. How many um, drift boats are you up to? It sounds like you got you must have more than a few. Well, we're <laughs> well right now we're at six, but wow, uh, two two of those are going up for sale. So oh. you know, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I said I said it's a good story there. Oh well, <laughs> a little bit. So yeah, uh, Kevin Kevin ordered a boat. Um, and then it wasn't ready. And then he had to buy another one because he sold his to one of our guides is the one he was using anyway. <laughs> so the poor guy didn't have a boat for the start of the season. Um, but the, was he no running down there. the shore with a, a bamboo? You know what? Pole? Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we never gave him a hard time at all. No, um, no, we supported him all the way. What's your go-to in the world of drift boats? You know what? Right now I run an old, just an old hide. It's a 2003 um, uh, Contender, I think it's called, was the model. Yeah, right. Um, and it's, and I've actually just sort of refurbished it. And then I just bought a brand new Clackacraft Eddie that I'm, mm. that we're going to pick up here in April. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the other two fellas run, uh, were running Clackacraft. So it's, they, they were just, they held the water better that, you know, held the, the seam and, and the drift better than, than mine. I always seem to be fighting with it. Could be me too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have a, do you have a set drift most of the time? Or is it like, do you have, like, I don't, I don't know how the guiding breaks down on the bow, but like, is there a certain amount of kilometers you're allowed to fish? What does that look like? 
Oh, so yeah, it, it's, it's cowboy land out there for sure. Um, you can fish anywhere from the city all the way down to cars land, you know, where you've got access. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of access. You can go wherever you want. Um, and yeah, so, but you, you'll find most guides have their, have their preferred stretch for sure. And I do. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love McKinnon flats to cars land, which is the lowest stretch. Um, and just, I live closest to it. So I've fished it forever. Right. And as a guide, that's nice. Yeah. It's pretty to know fam- the water familiar. For your clients. Yeah. It's familiar. Hmm. But at the same time, when you're out there, you know, you're, we can fish all kinds of different water on the same stretch and, you know, and, and on different days. It's a pretty big river. So there's, there's lots of seams and buckets and riffles that you can, you can explore. Yeah. Love it. Um, Oh, so a little brain cramp here. Hold on a second. <clears throat> I forgot where I was going. Oh, so <laughs> browns or bows? Oh, big. <laughs> big. You know, oh, I like either I, one as long as they're big. I like nasty. that. I like that answer. I think because uh, I, I can't, uh, you know, yeah. You know, everybody. Oh, you know, you want to get a brown. There's, there's more rainbows, uh, you know, than than browns. But man, you, when when they're hefty and they get on there, hmm. uh, you know, I've I've been fortunate enough to fish some pretty cool spots, and uh, you know, a Bow River fish is pretty special. Yeah. Hey, do you know? And I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. Do you know Brett Sabota? Yep. I don't, you know what? I know him to say hello. Yeah. I don't know him real well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know him to say hello and he's part of our association. So yes. Yeah. I had him on the show and I've had a few, um, Bow River, uh, guides on the show and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, I gotta admit, I'm a little envious because when, when these blue ribbon trout waters come up and, and the bow is one of those rivers that doesn't matter where you are on the planet, uh, people know of it right it's like the big horn true, yeah. madison the bow I yeah, mean, yeah it comes up a lot and uh i just i just think it's interesting that whole culture you guys have going on there because you you're in the bizarre situation where you can drift through a major metropolis right and yeah. get into some tanks some big fish yeah yeah biggest fish i ever caught on the bowl was in the city hmm. it was yeah and and that was uh, that was a few years, quite a few years ago now. Yeah. Gosh, but uh, yeah, yeah, right in the sea, early spring. Yeah. What? Okay, so let's talk about your season. So when does your season start? When does it usually kind of end? What's a typical guiding season look like for you, Scott? Yeah. So April, we'll get going in April and April and May uh, for some early season, depending on when the melt is. Um, you know, when we can get some uh, some decent some decent clear running water and, and access. Mm-hmm. Um, so April, uh, and, and I'm talking down low in the city. There's some guys that will actually guide in the winter, um, which is awesome. Um, but anyway, so April, and then we'll go all the way through to the end of October. And if, and if it's nice in November and the, you know, the boat launches I want are still open and then somebody wants to go, we'll go. But so you might um, have like December, January, February off. Is that kind of the way? Yeah, and March. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but March, we're going to, 
you know, hopefully we'll we'll start we'll start fishing anyway. When do you start getting busy on the phones, on the emails? Like, is is I would assume about right now is when people are yeah, reaching out. You know what? This year, yeah, it's been. Uh, you know, December people were wanting to book. So yeah, I mean, slower, but it really picks up. People really, um, they're, they seem to be a lot like me. Hey, this sounds cool. Let's go do it tomorrow. You know? So we get a, uh, we get a lot of calls in June. It just really lights up and then hmm. fills up pretty fast. If, if somebody books a trip with you, what, like, is it usually, uh, a solo or like a single, or is it like a deuce? Like how many people do you normally have in your boat? Two. Two normally. Yeah. It's usually, I mean, it holds two. So even if somebody wants to come as a single, I'll, that's cool. And I love that by the way. Um, it's great to have, especially if they're wanting to learn, it's Mm. great to have one person in the boat. Um, but all, uh, you know, if people want to talk about cost or whatever, just say, listen, bring a buddy and you know, it's, it's fun. Mm. So, cause we really want to have a good time out there. I mean, we talk about fishing and we've been doing it for a long time and we get out there and, you know, we don't, we don't take ourselves really seriously out there and we'll take the, the fishing part of it seriously, but we are there. You're fishing yeah. in a beautiful spot on a blue ribbon river. Like you said, I mean, just enjoy the experience. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to do out there. Mm. Have you had anything really bizarre happen to you in your time on the water? And I always love asking guides this because you're out there most days. So chances are, I always figure it's it's a frequency thing. The more you're out there, the the crazier things happen. Like whether it's a wildlife encounter or flipping a boat. And now, now hold on a second. I shouldn't say that. You're, you're a professional. But like any, <laughs> anything. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, absolutely, man. There's, weird... a, there's a couple of couple of really good ones I think are good. So last season, so, you know, where I like to guide, um, so, you know, you know, you know where Calgary is and, and mm-hmm. we're on the prairie and then we're down, you know, then down river that uh, is, is prairie. That's all it is. It's, it's, uh, you know, uh, canola and wheat. And, and so it's, it's, it's all that. And there's some cattle down there. Mm-hmm. So we're coming around a corner. I've got a mom and her son and we're coming around this corner and I'm looking on the bank and I thought, Man, that's a weird-looking dog running along the bank. It's a black bear. <laughs> and in however many years fishing down here, I know bears aren't a big deal to see them, but down here, I hadn't seen one in uh, – this is the first time I ever saw a black bear on the river. So that was cool. And it just popped up on the bank. It was a little one. Popped up the bank, kind of stared at us for a while. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Good. And then uh, had another experience where um, – and this is just kind of funny. So I had a fella that, that came out with me uh, two years in a row, him and his dad. And uh, the first, the first year we went out, I, you know, man, we're getting into fish and, you know, he was having trouble keeping them on the line. I said, man, you, you got to keep that line tight. You really got to, you know, make sure you keep that rod up, keep that line tight on the fish. Don't let it go slack. That's why he spit the hook. So fair enough. And then the next, so he comes back the next year. We're going down the river and he hooks into a beauty and I'm like, keep that. I said, keep that line tight, man. Keep that line tight. So we dropped the rod in the boat and grabbed the line. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I said, what are you doing? man?" He said, you told me to keep it tight. I said, that's fair. You you know what? Keep it tight. And we got the fish. (laughs) That's that's beautiful. We call it was, it was really funny. We call that the hand line. 
Yeah, right? Exactly. Like oh. it, yeah. Yeah, the Costa Rican hand lining, man. He was just he was just pulling it in. I I died. I thought it was great. We had a good laugh over that. We were on a trophy lake in my neck of the woods. This is going back probably 15 20 years but um buddy had two rods out because we're allowed to fish two rods you guys can fish multiple flies but we can't right we, okay but right, if you're if right. you're on your own you can fish so he's in his pontoon boat and he gets his fish and you know how this the spool came out of his uh like the, <laughs> the housing so we always call it the hand line so he 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 literally he burned the heck out of his hands but he got this eight pound rainbow on a trophy Ooh. lake to the boat basically working it without the rod and i'm just like we, we call that the hand line but yeah that's um, beautiful oh, I, I love those i love those weird things that happen because they all you know what we've all seen weird wildlife encounters and just um you know catching the same fish multiple times and it's just some i mean fishing stories we're all full of them that's why we do this but oh um, yeah Oh yeah. I, I mean, love it. you know, and if, yeah, if you ever come out fishing out here, I'll tell you some of the dumb stuff, but I'm not telling you that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear we've it. all done that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's honest, right? I love it. Yeah. You know, totally, totally. Yeah. I want you to paint me a picture, Scott. We're talking today with Scott Smith, principal guide at Bow River Fly Fishing Company. Look him up online. If you're planning a trip to the bow, uh, man, it is, it is the bomb. There's so many beautiful, beautiful fish in that system, beautiful country, whether you're talking about you can go right from the city, literally through the prairie, through the foothills. Um, you know, it's very Montana-like, uh, I would say. Um, talk to me about um, your dream day. So if, if, if you had everything, the stars aligned, Scott, for you, whether you're, whether you're doing some personal time in the water, you've got a really good client out there, a good buddy, Paint me a picture. What does that look like? Yeah, you know, I was I was thinking about this, and there's really uh, there's a couple of things I think that I really do enjoy. And I think, uh, you know, the the first one would be if I'm having a solitude day, I guess I'll call it. You know, I really enjoy getting away, uh, driving up somewhere and hiking into a mountain lake um, with my fish cat on my back, and you know, a big thermos of coffee. You know, maybe, you know, two or three K at the most because, you know, a guy's got to have energy to fish. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, coffee and a lunch, nice glass mountain lake, get up there fairly early. Uh, yeah, throw the waders and the flippers on and get in and, and you know, look for rising fish on a, just a small lake. And the fish don't have to be big. They mm. just have to be eager. And, and you know, and, and pretty, yeah, it's just gorgeous colors and it's crisp and, I, you know, and then look around because you're usually surrounded by mountains and, um, yeah, just, you know, just settle in for, for the day. So I like that if I'm doing solitude fishing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I'm, you know, if I'm in the mood for a, for a float day, I like nothing better to have, you know, two or three boats, you know, four or six people get a big lunch going and, you know, either, either late summer hopper fishing or, or our stone fly hatch that we have here and get on the river and just having, you know, having a ball for the day. Mm. That, that, cause it, yeah. Fishing with good people that share your, you know, share your interest and your passion. Yeah. Nothing better. Nothing better for me. Is there like something warm to drink at the end of the day? Something cold to drink? Is there a campfire? Oh yeah. You know what? Yeah. If we can, you know, during lunch or even while we're out there, I, I don't, I like a cold beverage for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I think for me anyway, I, I, yeah. I mean, the summertime, I like, obviously like a cold beer mm. the rest of the rest what's, of the year or whatever. But what's your, yeah. go, what's your go-to beer in Calgary? You know what? Um, I actually like, um, the, uh, uh ferdy brewing company oh yeah believe yeah. it or not yeah. yeah so they got a bunch of them and i'll just pick up a grab pack of that yep and i've got well i've actually got a can that i keep on my shelf on my office it's empty uh the the slow drift with beer and it's got the picture of the drift boat and the guy mm. fishing out of the drift yep. boat so yeah, that's that. pretty cool yeah so yeah that's those are my go-to's i just seem to like those. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's kindred spirits. You know, those guys are on the elk, so you're. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I got to get up there and and fish that. I just oh. I was I meant to do it last season, but it was too busy. I fished it a couple times, but I've never drifted it. But uh, it's ep- uh, epic. Well, and, and when I look at the bow, I go, you, you must almost need to drift the bow because it's a substantial system, right? I mean, the elk is a little more, I think you can do probably a little more walk and wade, though some of that might be a little limited to where you can go, but what do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I, uh, uh, I always say to people, you know, I, I tell them, listen, we're going to drift outside the city, and uh, a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I, I know the that water best. Um, and And number two, if you don't have a boat, you're not fishing it because it's private land yeah. most of the way down. And there isn't that much access unless you have permission or, you know, there are some access points. Whereas if you're fishing in the city, man, you know, the way, the way work life has changed, um, it's not just busy on the weekends. You know, there's, there's, there's lots of people standing in the river in those city runs, uh, Mm. during the week too. So yeah, I just kind of stay away, but you're, you're right though. If you, man, if you, yeah, if you've got a boat and you can float it, you're just going to be able to hit, it's so much more, yeah. so many more good spots where you can get out and walk them just to get to them. You need the boat, ask you in a, my opinion. Can I ask you a stupid question? So so you're dropping your boat at the launch. You're meeting your guys or gals, whoever's going out with you. So you're out in the boat. Who picks you up at the end? How does that work? Oh, it's shuttle service. Okay. So Yeah, so so, uh, so the shuttle service has a set of, set of your keys usually. So our guy has had, had our keys or the keys for my truck since I've owned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just text him in the morning or the night before, tell him what route we're doing, when we'll be on and approximately when we'll be off. And uh, your truck and trailer is waiting for you at the takeout point. <laughs> See, where I'm at, the river that I fish, we need two trucks. and We go about uh, yeah. 20 Ks yeah. apart. And there uh-huh. may or may not be a rattlesnake underneath your truck when you jump <laughs> when you when you jump back into it. Uh, we've had that happen. Oh, but, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. So, yeah. um, is there anything about the fly fishing space in your mind, Scott, that you think as a group we could be doing better? Is there anything that kind of irks you about what you're seeing out there, or are we just kind of in a good spot? You know. Um, we have a we have a um, an association uh, out here for guides, uh, and so so I'm part of that. And one of the things that I would encourage everybody to do, no matter where you are, what province you're in, or, or where you are, is to get involved in conservation groups, or you know, 
Um, you know, the, the fishing is great and it's great that you're fly fishing. It's great that you're out there enjoying it, but these resources are pretty fragile and, you know, they need, they need, uh, protectors and stewards and there's a lot of good organizations. So I'd like to see more people, uh, more involved in, in that to help our governments realize, you know, that they've got the power to, to make these things, uh, these resources last a long time for future generations. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's no, no. so, so important. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I'm getting more and more involved in that. Cool. Um, which, which is awesome. So I, I, so I just encourage everybody to do that. You know, the other thing I would encourage is it's different now, man. When, you know, when I was a kid and I wanted to go fishing, I just went to the river, you know, I just went and I had that opportunity. So I would love to see, you know, more kids have the opportunity to do this stuff. Um, more parents taking their kids fishing or just letting them, you know, taking them somewhere, putting a rod in their hand and letting them go explore for a while. Or, you know, I'd, I'd love to see more of that. Cause man, when we get kids in the boat, they light up, they really do. And the, I mean, the parents do too. And when they get a fish on a, a small rod, they're, they're yeah. excited, you know? Yeah. So yeah, let them explore that. Cause it's been so great for me and, and so many others that I know. Um, yeah, this is keep, you know, keep that going keep that going because that's, they're going to be the future protectors of, of these resources. I love it. That, that you said something earlier in our interview that really resonated with me and I could really relate to you. You get a, a kid out there fishing. It's in your DNA at some point, it's in your brain. So, you know, as a teenager, you might get away with it, get away from it. Excuse me. You get into, you know, day-to-day stuff and, and, and yeah, yeah, so more bigger than life stuff, right? You know how that goes, and then totally. also, but you come, you come back to it. And for me, that's what I love about fly fishing. I think I got into it when I was twelve, and I think when I was eighteen, I I probably didn't fish for probably three or four years. You know, you you go, you yeah, get busy yeah. with stuff, but you but you come back to it. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally. And I, you know, I, I have you ever seen the shot, the picture? It's a painting or a. Uh, uh, the picture of the there's an old man crouched down and he's got his rod in the water um there's a little bobber and then his reflection is a little kid yes i have you seen, seen that, that? Yeah, yeah 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 that's, that's it that is why i love stillwater indie fishing sorry not to not to throw a wrench into the, <laughs> not to throw a wrench into the moving water but but there yeah. it is, right? Yeah, yeah. man. It's just yeah. like there's a reflection. There's a little kid, and that's yeah. You know that that's exactly the excitement. You know, there's still that excitement. So that's a good thing. Thanks so much for doing this, man. I I, I really appreciate it. I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you, and I, I wish you an amazing season on the water. I know it's going to happen. It sounds like things are really taking off. Um, Scott, thanks thanks for coming on the podcast, sharing your story, and kind of why you do what you do. I I appreciate it. Yeah, Mark, I really appreciate you having me on. That was a lot of fun. We've been chatting today with Scott Smith. Scott is the principal guide um, at Bow River Fly Fishing Company. Look him up online, Facebook. I know he's very active. He's got some sweet-looking stickers that you can put on your boat or your truck. Uh, Check him out on Facebook. Uh, Thanks for joining us this time around. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. 
Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.